let's make a start in a moment just to reiterate. So we've got today is our last comment or commentary on James. We've got them. We've made it through James. Um, and we're going to pause for a couple of days in terms of these the rhythm of devotions and then do a reboot. 3.0 or 4.0 whatever version of devotions we're looking at uh, from this coming Monday uh, through this uh, moment we're living with and in together uh, but it feels like this is a good rhythm to just kind of connect see one another's faces uh, connect with God and so we're going to keep doing it a different way uh, which begins to kick off on Monday in terms of this moment then who would like to pray for us to start off with on wave. Thank you, Graham. Go for it, and then we'll make a start. We just <clears throat> um, just make ourselves aware, Lord, of your presence, your abiding presence, your daily presence, uh, your sweet presence, and. Um, We've um, we've been privileged to uh, um, go through this book of James, and just in these in this last day, Lord, I just pray that you'll cement some things for each one of us, things that we can take away, things that we can act upon, and we pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll help us in that. We don't have it of ourselves, Lord. Our lives, not, uh, we just don't have that sort of power in our lives lord but you do amen amen, amen. Good. okay let's mute everyone and we'll dive centering in straight into james again and so look at these final couple of verses of james which peter's in the message paraphrase it's like this verses 19 and 20 my dear friends if you, know the if you know people who have wandered off from God's truth, don't write them off. Go after them. Get them back and you will have rescued precious lives from destruction and prevented an epidemic of wandering away from God. Let's read that again. My dear friends, if you know people who have wandered off from God's truth, don't write them off. Go after them. Get them back and you will have rescued precious lives from destruction prevented an epidemic of wandering away from God. Okay, as always, one word, hang everything else from my one word today is lifeguards. Um, this time of year always reminds me of, uh, for a number of years, probably like six or seven years, uh, my family and I would go down to Cornwall uh, and Lucy and I, we, we'd camp with the kids for two to three weeks and would spend every day at the beach. Uh, we are a beach family. We love being there. The kids absolutely love water. So we'll be in the sea. We'll be in the sea for like eight hours straight. We have to drag them out. Uh, they'll be blue and we'll be dragging them out. Um, our kids doesn't, don't actually know that the sea is warm in other countries. They just believe that the sea is the temperature it is at this country, which is really helpful. Um, one of the things that often... Uh, I found is that you have to keep your eyes on your kids as they don't necessarily recognize the dangers of the sea has, but also often found that you need to keep your eyes on other people's kids as sometimes they just strayed and weren't uh, 
of under their parents' focus. I remember once being uh, at a beach, we often went to Port Cousin Bay, and there being a kid who'd gone out on his bodyboard and had got himself trapped uh, on uh, one side of the bay with a riptide and just could see him, like he was working hard, but was just getting more and more panicked as he was being uh, kind of taken a bit out. And um, kind of saw him and so just thought, man, you got to do not you? So went and uh, swam out to him, kind of way, asked if he was okay. He was crying, saying, oh, God, I'm okay, I'm going to die. And then kind of just helped him out and uh, got him back on shore where he to see his parents and uh, he said, thank you. They were kind of none the wiser, but um, kind of it was all all okay. And I, I guess though, if, if I told you that story, I said, and then I saw this kid and he was stuck in a riptide and I said, and I, and I, so I just watched him and I watched him just go out to sea. You just think like, what are you on Adrian? Like rightly, you'd be questioning kind of like, what kind of person are you that would allow that to happen? And James, I think, as he ends his letter, wants to encourage us to live with a deep sense of connection to others. He doesn't end the letter how Paul does, or even how Peter or John do, with that kind of sense of encouragement and neatly kind of bringing everything to a conclusion and saying, oh yeah, but God loved you, and remember, grace be with you. It kind of lands it and just says, like, like take it serious. Following Jesus not only connects you to Jesus, but connects you deeply to one another. And therefore keep watch over one another. Be like lifeguards to one another. Why? Because there's just moments where sometimes you can find yourself being swept out. And we need to be out looking for one another to ensure that we don't get taken out. You see, James wants us to ensure that we keep looking out for each other, that we watch out for each other, not as some kind of police of the self-righteousness um, uh, or the righteousness police who kind of pursue other people saying, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, what are you doing? You're wrong. Like that, that, That's not what James is talking about here. He's rather talking about those that are seeking to look out for others because we deeply care about them. And that... That means that we need to look out for those that are starting to back off uh, from who we are. We look out for those who are starting to make decisions uh, that maybe just like small moments of compromise or moments where they're just saying, actually, maybe this thing the world offers, um, maybe actually that is better. And though God may say uh, we're not going to be around this or touching that, actually, I think I think for me, this is different. I just need that. And, and James is like saying, look, look, look out for one another. Look out for those moments where you see people backing off from community, see people uh, starting to be enticed by compromise or just pursuing something that, you know, you talked to them two, three years ago and they'd have said, no, I wouldn't ever do that. And then suddenly we find them kind of living in a way um, that we wouldn't have expected. But as we see that, as we look out for one another, I think we need to remember that why we do it is we're deeply connected and we love each other. As I said, it's not we do it because we want to point out others' faults or be some kind of righteous place. It's rather because we deeply love others and we don't want to see them come into harm.
And it's knowing that that love and that desire for them not to come into harm is that we are deeply connected to them. It isn't, it isn't any old person, it's our family. And then James also says like, it, in how we deal with individuals, how we look out for individuals, how we seek to be lifeguards for one another, actually impacts the kind of community we become because if we don't do this, it actually causes people to think, well, it doesn't really matter then what happens. Maybe, maybe I should go and do the same. Or actually no one really cares about what you do. And therefore, is this the kind of family I want to be part of where people don't truly care about me? Therefore, it's like, well, how then do we do this? How do we seek to be lifeguards for one another? Well, I'd say we do it in the way that God does it to us and for us. Jesus is our greatest lifeguard. He's the one who came, lived, died, rose again in order to rescue you and I. And how Jesus did that, how Jesus does it, because he continues to pursue us. He tells stories about his pursuit, the story of the lost sheep, the lost coin. He does it out of love, recognizes the value and doesn't give up. We find that God pursues us through Jesus' story of the prodigal son, where we find that he does it patiently, waiting. He doesn't force himself on us. He's not looking for conformity. He's looking for transformation. And I think that's so important that, that what's going on isn't that seeking to get someone to say, come on, pull yourself together. No, no, we're looking for heart change, not like a change of outward clothing. Therefore, as God has pursued us, as God pursues us, so we are to be pursuing others. We are to be life, be lifeguards for one another. And I think that therefore means that we need to be those that reach out, that notice, that go to the person, and that do that out of love for them. Like people know when you're coming just to say, well, what are you doing? And when you're coming with a heart that is, I'm so for you. People see it that we do it through listening and understanding you don't go straight away and say hey why are you doing that like what are you doing no no you, you said like what's going on like tell me what what's happening like, and then under, seek to understand because i promise you it's never black and white there's always some like i remember talking to one of my friends where they just decided to just they just left it took a number of years they just kept backing off backing off backing off to this point where they're just living a life that is deeply at odds with following jesus i remember talking to them and there's this profound moment we're in a bus and we're just chatting and i said like, like what what went on like what what led to this and he said well somewhere along the line i just forgot love god loved me and it all came up, became about like what you did and I realized however much I did, it never fully satisfied. I was never good enough. And then I just thought, what's the point of this? And I remember just, we were in this bus and just like weeping. So I thought, like, how do we get you back to understanding that God really loves you? Because that's the key there. Because the other stuff will then fall into place when you begin to see that never as black and white as sometimes we think all right if i point that out it's then okay and then i need to listen and understand why why are the decisions being made what's going on and then in it we appeal 
we appeal to them and say, come on, like you're made for so much more. Yes, God loves you way more than you realized. We pray for them. I can think of many moments where I've just spent just time after time just coming to God and saying, God, please break in here. And then I also say sometimes we just, as lifeboats, have to just throw the buoyancy aid out and just say it's there for you to grab when you're ready. I found there's some people where they're just not ready yet. And there's no point in me dragging them in because all they'll do is they'll just go back out. And that's tiring. Sometimes it just needs them to know, hey, I'm still here. I'm ready when you are. I can think of this. There's like a couple of people in my life where, life where I've just left the door open. I've left the buoyancy aid out. They know that it's there. And I'll rush them. Like when they grab it. I can't force them to. For some of us, we have to live with that tension. We can't force someone to stop what they're doing. God doesn't do that with us. Therefore, finally, it's a talented one, isn't it? I think it's a good one. Like we're called to be lifeguards together, for one another. Why? Because Jesus never designed it that we only need one. The greatest failing of Oasis Church would for, for me to produce something where everyone thought Adrian's the lifeguard. He's going to look out for everyone. That is doomed to failure. Why? I won't notice some people. I won't notice the people you know. I'll try hard, but I won't work hard enough. It needs all of us because we love one another and we're deep. So, on this last moment of James that has done us good, it's been hard, but it's done us good. A few things to consider. Firstly, how can you see yourself more as a lifeguard to others? Have you ever thought that? Like Jesus has pulled you into Oasis. He knew you would be amazing at being a lifeguard to the other people there. That's cool. Second, is there anyone you need to reach out to? Like I often pray, like God, is there someone at the moment I just need to reach out to? often not at the moment where they've started to uh, go after things that are not going to be them good, are going to be constructive to their mind. It's usually that point where they just start to back off. That's usually the vulnerable places. People back off from community, find themselves isolated, and then find themselves in the moment. So is anyone you need to reach out to? The third one, I just thought this is fun, like, who has been a lifeguard to you? Like, if you've not had one, Amazing. Like, commend you. Like, <laughs> I just know for me, I've had people be my lifeguard. Said, Adrian, like, watch yourself. You'll do. Like, watch yourself, Adrian. What, what are you doing? Like, my wife is probably one of my best lifeguards. She's like, stop taking yourself too seriously. Come back in. Um, just good. Like, why don't we drop them a message? Wouldn't that be a good thing to get today? Someone saying, oh, you know, when you did this, it's so helped. There we go, my friends. Being good to look through James together. Could someone pray for us? Come on, wave. Comments. Last one. There you go, Dad. Cheers. Unmute yourself. Pray for us. I just muted you, sorry.
Yep, I'll meet yourself again. There we go. Okay, for us, and then I'll unmute everyone. So we just want to thank you for that reminder that uh, um, you call us just to be aware and to be attentive and uh, concerned for the welfare and well-being of those around us. Lord, you bring people to salvation, you bring them to faith. Uh, but Lord, it's the church that helps sustain and encourage and provide community where that person can grow. Uh, and Lord, help us to be a community that encourages growth and enables people to be the best version of themselves. Lord, we want to thank you for that, uh, this, this period looking at James and uh, the challenges that he uh, brings to us and the encouragements that in your strength and in your salvation, we can do all these things. It's not just up to us, Lord. We just dial into your Holy Spirit and you give us the strength, the wisdom, the encouragement uh, and the capacity to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. So, Lord, just thank you for those reminders. And, yeah, thanks, Lord. Amen.